0: The Bears are back in action, and the man who will be there calling the action alongside his good friend John Morris is J.J. Joe, my longtime friend, my former classmate. I don't even—I don't think J.J. ever saw me on campus, but we I think we did walk the campus <laughs> together at one point. We J.J., did. Uh, it is great to have you, and um, after all this Big 12 talk, and of course, we're just hanging on. By our fingernails and we don't know what's going to happen to Baylor and all that but at least we know there are some football games scheduled are you um are you starting to get excited a little bit
1: uh Matt uh, thanks for having me on man and I am I mean so much stuff is about the business of football and who gets paid for name image and likeness it's it's exciting to realize that at some point in time you got to go out and play football and we get to enjoy it and I mean, I'm looking forward to having fans in the stands. Didn't think I'd ever really miss all the fans. I miss some of them, but not all of them. I <laughs> think I'm just kidding, but it, it, it'll be great. Hopefully, to be back to some sense of normalcy.
0: Boy, I I uh, I do think it'll feel it'll feel good. Now, it's gonna feel hot. I mean, you'll be up there in the air conditioning <laughs> and all that. You know, That's I like right. to move among the people a little bit. Although, if it's like up there around 98, 95. I'll probably make an appearance in the press box. But there will be no air conditioning where we're doing that tailgate show, that pregame show. And I would always invite you to kind of run by and say hi to us. But I do know that you will make a beeline for that press box. Your days of being out that hey, heat are behind you.
1: Hey, Matt, Matt, I do I do agree with everything you just said. That I, I am willing to stop by. Anytime, but trust me. If the if the interview or if the visit goes longer than about half an hour, I'm not I'm I'm, I'm not going to make it because, like you said, I, I've invested enough time in what I would call sizzling Texas summer heat that I've I've now abdicated. I I just can't take it anymore, so I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> the abdication
0: of JJ Joe. I love that. I've abdicated. <laughs> that's I think that's what there like you go, teams man. I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, that's what royalty does. You are Baylor royalty talking to JJ uh, Joe. Uh this is going to be really an interesting season and I got to start with the recent news that Baylor did pick a quarterback. And um yes. How cool is that, that? Gary Bohan. I'm thinking about that four-star quarterback. Been around for going on, whatever, three, four years now. Most quarterbacks that are any kind of like four-star or, or come with, with a lot of excitement around them, well, if they don't get to start after a year or two, they are long gone. This is not like it was right. when you were playing, J.J. You you guys used to be a little more. Now, you got to play pretty early, but most guys used to have to wait till their junior year. Um, I think it says a lot about Bohannon, Um, but, but, uh, you know, about his character and all that kind of thing. But what do you, you've watched his development. We know he can run. We know he's a, a physical, I mean, he's an impressive looking guy. Um, how have you seen him develop and, and, and do you feel like he's ready for this opportunity?
1: You know, uh, Matt, that's, I mean, you are right about waiting. I mean, if we think about, I remember when I got there, I mean, I was, I was expecting to wait for two years minimum and get a chance my third year. It was interesting when Browse was there. You know those guys, all those guys except for like RG three waited, but now it's different. And uh, I, I'm proud of Gary because, uh, like you say, he came out small school, but highly recruited quarterback. We beat Arkansas. I think Arkansas was the the last uh, uh, school we had to the hurdle. He chose Baylor, and you know it's it's been I think I think for him it's been a, it's been different. He's a hard worker, dedicated young man, uh, and and he stuck it out. And I think like I said, it was a question, I think, if Gary was gonna come back. And for him, I think if you look back at it, he was just he was just a runner. I remember first seeing him, I think maybe a second he started getting a little action. Yeah. Uh wasn't comfortable at all throwing the ball. Uh, but now I went to the spring game, saw him play. He looked most comfortable out of each of the quarterbacks, even Zeno. Uh, and I, I said, Well man, he was most productive and i think what happened here this this uh during camp and and during uh during the fall i think i think coaches have looked at it and said i believe he's the one we trust the most and he's the one that's paid his dues and he's going to get a big opportunity so i'm happy for him.
0: yeah and and now how do you see this as you try to study this wide nine offense and uh (laughs) <laughs> Obviously, the coach arriving, uh, Coach Grimes from BYU. How do you kind of envision this? I mean, because they're going to need to make this quarterback friendly, and again, he's going to hopefully get more and more confidence the more reps he gets. But they need to get him comfortable, and hopefully, there's some games to get him comfortable. How do you how do you kind of see this? Because as you know, uh, JJ, they've got to they've got to be better in the run game for this guy to be effective. If if it's like it was last year in the run game that nobody has a shot.
1: Yeah. And and you're right. I think that's another reason coach Aranda, I I believe he's looking at it and, you know, when you have an elite defense, you know, you sometimes may change your philosophy unless you just have, you know, uh, RG three, at quarterback and, you know, and, and, and Kendall Wright at receiver. Uh, So I think this year, I think part of the, the choice of Bohannon is twofold. One, he has, I think, he can be an elite runner, uh, and I, that's not to say he's just a runner. But I think he can be an elite runner. He's six three, he's two probably twenty five. He's solid. He Take a little bit of the physicality. He, I, I think, Gary. I just it looks like he is more apt to protect the ball. He he doesn't. I have never seen him put the ball at risk. Now he hasn't played a lot, but it seems it seems like when I've seen him play, Matt. If he if it doesn't seem clear to him if he's not if it's not defined and he sees the guy an opportunity to throw the ball, mm-hmm. he'll pull it down and run it. And I think coach is looking at it like, hey, I want to end every possession with a kick, and I want the guy who I believe at this point is probably the most mature, the most ready, but yet the one that's probably going to protect the ball. And then we're going to play a lead defense. So, um, you know, this offense, it's you know, like I said, I've watched a lot of old BYU tape to kind of – I'm sorry, I say tape. I'm old. But video <laughs> to kind of see what the difference is. And the, the challenging thing with the last year, Matt, is that, you know, they had Zach – I think it was Zach Wilson that's yeah. the jet quarterback now. That was – that's okay. Yeah. When right. you have a young man like that, it's 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 hard to really evaluate the offense because he's so special and he does a lot of stuff where you're just thinking like, okay, was that part of the scheme or was that part of him being special? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And so in the run game, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Coach uh, is able to take it. Coach Grimes is able to take advantage of our linemen. I think there was a scheme mismatch last year, and I'm hoping that they've they've, they've figured that out and, and this scheme will match our guys better.
0: J.J. Joe joining us, ESPN Central Texas. J.J., it's kind of like you. We used to compare poor Jeff Watson to you. And it didn't, you know, that was not a good comparison. And then Jermaine Alfred, we thought, oh man, Jermaine Alfred. I mean, you got good size. Maybe a scout throw it like JJ. And they just didn't have what you had. But um, see, if you just come on with me, I'll brag on you a little bit. Don't you like that? I appreciate
1: that, man. You're my. I'm gonna
0: hire you. <laughs> we gotta my bring man, back man. the. We gotta bring back that play that you and Melvin used to run the option i mean i, I would hey, like work. to yeah it would work <laughs> I, I it would always freeze now who would that you and i've been through this before but when when you would kind of fake that you might run the option so who would be back there in the backfield with you i'm just trying to think who is who is even playing oh well, hey is robert well, or somebody you know, well,
1: or? of course we yeah well we've had in the backfield you have robert straight
0: Okay. Or yeah. you would have
1: my friend John Henry, or even uh, Bradford Lewis. All those two guys are Central okay. Texas guys.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then you have as a tailback, we have David David Mims. David Mims was my roommate. Oh, yeah. Uh, old old uh, David out of Dangerfield. Uh, yeah. He's related yeah. to, of course, um, uh, you know um, Denzel. Uh, uh, Denzel, thank you, Denzel. Yeah. So so we'd run that little option man, fake it into the line. It's really if you look at what they do now, a lot of the teams when they do the zone read. And they yeah. may do the uh, the they have an option to throw it off. That we would do the same thing, but it would be on the line, and we're looking to get vertical. So so it, it's just a different way to skin the cat. But yeah. hey, man, it's effective if you can run it.
0: Yeah, yeah they always bit. It's amazing. You, you know, they had it on film. I mean, you guys were doing it like on a weekly basis, and you'd still look out there, and Melvin would be rutted. I guess I guess you're the only thing you needed to do was just not overthrow him, just kind of hang that thing up there. Boy, you threw a pretty
1: deep ball. But that was the key, wasn't well, it? Was it? Hard. Was... Yeah. yeah, it was hard to overthrow him, Matt. I mean, you know, <laughs> Melvin, the funny thing about Melvin, Matt, is he reminds me a little bit of Denzel, that Melvin, when he starts running, he doesn't look like he's running that fast. But his strides were yeah. so long that by the time he got even with the DB, you knew he was leaving. You know, I mean, even yeah. if he got within a yard or two of the DB, you knew he was going to pass him. Uh, but it worked well. Yeah,
0: yeah, boy. When, in, in I'd be up in the stands, of course, in my Baylor, whatever that gear, you know, the uh, Baylor line, and I'd see that thing develop. And we were in the Astrodome that time, and I think y'all put one on them. And, oh, man, that was – you talk about a thing of beauty. That was a lot of fun. Now, let me ask you this. These um, – I'll take us back to, to, to current day. These receivers, yeah. I don't know what happened last year. I mean, I obviously the whole thing was a mess and COVID. We can blame a lot of stuff, but – but Taekwon, you know, was two years ago was a big-time player. I mean, he was going to be, in our minds, the next Denzel. I mean, he was barely even noticeable last year. I mean, Charlie was still out there. So, I mean, it's not like we didn't have some of the same personnel. R.J. Sneed's a gamer. I mean, he's not really a game-breaker, but the guy makes great catches, and, and I think he's a very right. trustworthy kind of guy. Fleeks two years ago, kind of a game-breaker type mentality you know you had that I'm just you know part of me thinks dang we got some pretty good receivers but the problem is I I, I keep thinking back to two years ago they, they didn't look right. like much last year and I, I don't know what do you make of this receiving core and and how much do you attribute last year to just the deficiency the offensive line just the whole mess of, of for whatever reason this O coordinator not working last year
1: yeah, I just think it was it was number one, we didn't run the ball. When you don't run the ball or can't run the ball, it is hard to throw it. It's hard to pass the ball. Uh, so I believe that was part of it. And then the other thing was, I'll be frank with you, I mean, we just didn't block well. And I yeah. also, as I mentioned earlier, I think part of it was a scheme fit, and I think part of it was COVID. It was just a perfect storm with Coach Aranda's first year. And that made the receivers, I think, in a sense – uh, look really ordinary. R.J. Snead had some special moments, but I really missed Taekwon. I thought I, I really thought Taekwon would have a special year. Uh, mm. But the scheme to me sometimes, Matt, was com- it was compressed. Everybody started compressing us, and because we couldn't run the ball, uh, and and we we weren't holding people in the in, in for pass blocking that well, but blocking people well, nobody feared us going by them. So that really hurts Taekwon. If, if Ty Kwon- yeah, if, his, if the guy covering him does not think he'll run by him, then Taquan's going to really struggle. He's a small guy. So I like yeah. Taquan. I like RJ. I really like, like Josh Flakes. I like trusted Ebner coming out of the backfield. We just got to find a way, Coach Jeff Grimes, and just need to find a way to court, scheme those guys into the play. I mean, scheme those guys into each game because we have game breakers. Uh, and I think you just got to find a way to get them the ball.
0: Well, J.J., you were a game-breaker, and um, it's always fun having you on. We've come to the end of the program, sadly. Uh, we, hey, I wish hey. we could just keep this going, but uh, let's let's do this again <laughs> soon, okay? Hey, will do, my man. Thanks for having me on. There he goes, J.J. Joe, Baylor legend, man with a big-time arm, big-time right arm, and Grant, Grant didn't make him wait.